Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It is Irene Ramos, and I'm here with Sensei, <laughs> Georgia and Storm. You know, I think about how the church has been absent of the Holy Spirit <laughs> for a long time. And, you know, you can say, well, the Holy Spirit's there. Well, that's why he's called the Holy Ghost, because nobody knows that he's there, right? But the whole point of the Holy Spirit is to give us power to be witnesses for God in this day. And so I think that part of this unrest and this uneasiness is like people are tired of just sitting there um, without any power. You know, the only supernatural power in this world is Satan. But that's a lie. Yes. Because God but, is supernatural way before Satan was. And this is what's scary. People will believe in that stuff. Absolutely. They'll go, they'll go and they'll go with their little odometer things and go, and, oh, there's, there's a, a ghost <laughs> present in this, in this region of the room. Yeah. You know, or that kind of thing. But they're so quickly able to believe that, but they don't believe the power of the Holy Spirit to do miraculous signs and miracles right, right in front of our eyes. Well, and, or they think, why, why is that? Well, why are we hot wired into that? Because somewhere along the line, there was a lie said that um, anything that's supernatural has to be the devil. You know, and I saw this preacher, oh. I saw this preacher, he got up and he said, I went to the store and I bought this book of spells. And he goes, I'm about to read you something out of it. And he could see all these people were like, it was pegging their cringe me. They're like, ah, don't do that. And he goes, he goes, you know, I'm sitting here looking at all y'all and y'all are freaked out that I'm about to read this book of spells over you. He goes, I'm just kidding. I don't have a book of spells. He goes, but I sit over here every Sunday and read the word of God over your life. And you don't realize <laughs> that it has supernatural power You'll to break chains. Of yeah, you're like, what? <laughs> and, and it's so true because people don't understand anything that they don't that they don't understand or that they can't control or whatever. They're like, oh, that's got to be, that's got to be the devil. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is like, no, God wouldn't put us among a supernatural enemy without supernatural power to, and I don't even want to say defeat him because he's already defeated. But yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know what I think it is? What do you think it is? I think it is we like the, uh, it's all fatality and ice. It's terrible. But we like the baby Jesus that's uh, so often cuddly and yeah. joy and peace. We don't want the one that has that supernatural power. Yeah. Because he kind of scares us. But the other cuddly, sweet, you know, give me peace. Give me strength to get through this. Uh, give me joy, love. Oh, okay, Jesus, I'll take that. Yeah. But I'm a little, I'm a little leery of that one that makes me out of my comfort zone. Right. And believe that these supernatural things can happen. And if I see them, I'm not going to freak out. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Yeah, it's like... Well, I'm going to take the... It's almost like the two rows. I'm going to take the real soft, cuddly one. Well, people like people like the Jesus that's controlled or, or the God that's controlled. They say, we don't want to put God in a box. But you do, though. Oh, gosh. You the, know? The father, the the grandfather the Yeah, Jesus. yeah. Like, he, he, you know, he's he's all... Not the grand, not the father, because he could still, you know, right. with your grand, But granddad... <laughs> sitting on the throne. Sit, he's just, too old. Yeah, he down. just wants you to come and just sit there. Just sit uh, in my but, lap. But not the dad, because he still yeah. might whip you. Um, but, you, uh, you know, and I love, like, uh, <laughs> C.S. Lewis, the, the, what is it called? The Chronicles of Narnia, is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and, and when Lucy says, they're talking about, I think it's Mr. Tumnus is talking about Aslan, the lion, you know. And she's like, is he a tame lion? You know. <laughs> and Mr. Tumnus is like, oh no, Lucy, he's not tame, but he is good. You know, and, and I love that because it's true. We want, we want Aslan in a cage. We want to gawk at him and look at him. And his miracles are great as long as they're over there or as long as they benefit us. But we don't, you know, we don't want to 
to deal with supernatural that we don't. Well, this is kind of also kind of hurts a little bit too. We want the supernatural if it's going to heal our sick. Yeah. It's going to heal our loved ones. Because that's supernatural. Yeah. And that's miracles. But not that other stuff that, you know, when you're speaking to someone and they're very combative and they don't, you know what I mean? But you know that they're seeking God and you have to really say, he can do these things. But we want that supernatural when it benefits us. Going back to our selfish vein that we have. I I agree. We We want the lion, but we want him in a cage. Yeah. So we can look at him and go, oh, what a fluffy, soft, magnificent creature. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing about it is, is if we're in the desert somewhere in the Sahara and a lion comes upon us, we're not going to be like, oh, look at you, you majestic creature. <laughs> You're not hungry, are you? <laughs> <laughs> what big teeth you have. <laughs> you know, um, but but it's it's true. God is good. And and we don't we don't really understand his goodness. We don't understand that sometimes the situations that we find ourselves in are to to demonstrate his goodness to us in a way that we couldn't understand it any other way. Oh yeah, and you've had that happen. I've had that happen. And it it's amazing and it's part of our testimony and it's part of knowing for a fact that our God in heaven exists, he's alive, and Christ is at the right hand of him and is alive. And so why don't we proclaim that? And why isn't it easier to to get in the mix with people to talk about that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think people, you know, recently I was talking to a guy and he called me and asked me to pray for him. And he said, hey, I need you to pray for me. And he goes, I really feel like I'm supposed to tell this guy, his, his wife had brain cancer or something, his friend. He goes, I really feel like I'm supposed to go and, and declare things over her like that she's going to live and... He goes, but they're not really believers, and I'm afraid that if I do that, you know, um, he 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 might not believe. Like, I might chase him away. And I'm like, so let me get this straight. You hear God, yes, and you hear God telling you to ask him to pray for her and that he's going to allow you and you're going to proclaim life over her and that this, this cancer, brain cancer, whatever, is going to dissolve. He's like, yes. And I said, but you're afraid to do that because you're afraid that you might push him away from God? Okay, Jonah. Uh, yeah, and he's like, but you know what? I've been there. Like, no judgment, right? Exactly. Because, because, yeah. because then he goes, what if God doesn't do it? And I'm like, and you know what? He might not. He might not do it. But if but if we're obedient to God, then we have to he trust. Yeah, we have to trust what's going to happen. A friend of mine, um, and I told him this story. A friend of mine went to, uh, there was a family, and their boy had just been in a wreck or something. So she went, she, she and her friend were like compelled to go pray for him. So they went in there and they pushed past all these people. And, you know, not that this matters in the story, but it kind of does. So it was a black family and this was a blonde white girl and her white friend. And she pushed past all these black people to get in the, there and pray. And, and um, she goes in there and she just starts declaring life over this boy and stuff. And she was like, Rena, I know I felt it. God, God was going to raise him. Well, he dies. And she was just broken about it. Well, what she didn't, you know, the family was mad at her. And they're like, you come in here and you start telling us that he's going to live. And, you know, I mean, it was ugly, ugly, ugly. But the woman's grandmother, I mean, the the boy's grandmother was a woman of God. And she told her, she said, he had died before you walked in this room. But when you prayed, he came back to life and he lived for three more hours. And she goes, and I believe that in that time, God gave him the mercy to find Christ before he left this earth forever. Talk about man 
right? And then, so that grandmother started, I guess she started talking to her family. I don't know. But God made a way for this woman and her family to minister to this other family not just even that, though they were mad at her. Even, yes, they were mad at her, but she it opened the door Turned for her to around. minister to them, and you know, and she she continues to minister to this day. But if she had been like, "Well, God, you know, he he was in a bad wreck. Like it looks too bad. I don't know." But we do that. We want to rationalize away the supernatural side of God and be like, "Well, he's already dead. There's no point in doing that." <laughs> well, you know, one of my best stories on you. Was when <laughs> that, that scares me. <laughs> when we were at the hospital, when Ed, yeah, was you know in what was it emergency ICU with pancreatic pancreatitis, pancreatitis, and yeah. how he was in terrible shape, and so we were in the waiting room a lot, and <laughs> I, I showed up one day and you just shook your head. We were talking about what God can do, and she said, "Yeah," she you said, "Yeah," she said, "There was a man that was in a wheelchair and he had a blade." <laughs> Get a blanket over, over. He it. was laying down. Oh, he's laying down. Okay, and and so and about him, you know, he, I don't know. I don't I'm like, you're gonna walk out of here healed by the power yes, of God. But it, maybe you know, he said something about wanting to walk. He said, "Well, you will. Well, you will walk. You know, the power of God." And you started just praying over him, and the God just looks at you like. He's Man. like, I'm not doing that. I said, like, like, "Where's your faith, brother? You will walk out of here and healed by the power." And then he rails back his his the blanket. No legs. Um, but anyway, <laughs> and the reason why I love that story is <laughs> him listening to you and thinking, like you were saying, this woman is out of her mind. But he didn't look at you that way. No. He loved it that you came over there and prayed with him with that kind of fervor, even though he kind of was not thinking that he was going to walk yeah, out of here. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to walk out of here. I'm like, I'm telling you, brother, where's your faith? Where's your faith? And so, oh, but, gosh. and so... No, he didn't, but because he didn't have any legs. But that is how God wants us to pray, yeah, and wants us our faith and our assurance to be. And when I say this, and this is in a good way, uh, a friend of ours, John Tanner, uh, someone I said something about it was a person that came into team school that you that didn't know you, and they said, "Well, I've heard about this Rena and this that, and the other." And John walked in and go, "Oh, well, Rena Ramos. Well, I can describe her." She's a Christian on steroids. <laughs> and I love that too. Yeah. Because that's how we should be. And Yeah. Well, and he says the letter of the law brings death, but the spirit brings life. And so it's it's really, you know, people read the Bible all the time. They're like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, that's, you, you've got to ask the Holy Spirit for that illumination because it's the Holy Spirit that quickens our spirit to go, you know, Ding, this resonates in this area of your life, and this is where it applies. Um, I, I remember years ago, uh, the founder of Tyson Chicken, I think it was, came and spoke at our church, and or Bill Pilgrim, or it was actually his brother, Bo, Bo Pilgrim. Oh. <laughs> and he came and spoke. It was Pilgrim Chicken, not Tyson. But anyway, he came and spoke, and he said, you know, I was sitting there praying, and I was asking the Lord, Lord, do I send my chickens to Russia? Like, do I send my plants overseas? And he said he opened the Bible, and flopped open this thing and it said something about the fowl flying over the ocean to the east and he goes, they're going to Russia. <laughs> like, you know, but to have the illumination of the Holy Spirit to say, and to trust him, to say, God, I know that you're going to speak to me through your word. I think a lot of people don't even do that. They just... Okay, going back to that, like that supernatural, right? Right. Why is it that, and it sounds like I'm picking on ghost chasers, you know what I mean, or that kind of stuff. 
why they don't look at them as some freaks. I mean, truly, yeah. that that's just something they look at more as, oh, that's a hobby, yeah. or that's just something they do, or maybe they just have uh, intuitive, they're intuitive that when they're, you know what I mean? Right. Maybe they're, that's they're psychic. Or maybe they're just whatever. a little on the psychic side. But if you're that vermin and you would say that, I opened the Bible once and said, my birds <laughs> go to the east and go, well, we're going to Russia. Is he kind of a lunatic? You know what I mean? I <laughs> yeah. feel a little crazy. Yeah, somebody I mean, walking around with yeah. a little with an electronic device yeah. going, beep, 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 there's yeah. ghosts in the room. Yeah. We're going to believe that's that. Not, now that's, that's not, not crazy. That's not at all out of touch. You know. <laughs> but yet, we're going to sit here and, and say that if someone, you know, well, I've, it was it was very uh, emotional and a big deal. I had the Lord, and I heard audibly to me, but I felt like it was just to me, just a couple times in my life from the Lord. Okay, 62 years. You're going, well, he didn't talk to you very much at all, does he? Uh, but uh, <laughs> he does, but it was different. Yeah, he talks Then I was, I was just bedded and just laid bare to the Lord, and I was requesting something extremely hard yeah. that I wanted him to do. And I was very pinpointing my, my desires, and it came to me. This is what he said to me. It's not going to work out the way you want it, Georgianne. I was so upset and mad. Yeah. He told me no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I had to pull over because I was crying so hard. Wow. But I knew it was from him. I wasn't mad at him. I was disappointed. Yeah. But I knew it was real. I knew it was real as real could be. Then there was a, hey, a dramatic, as I like to tell you, a dramatic pause. <laughs> and then he said, but I'm still God. Heard it? I'm not kidding you. It's just as plain as day. And I went, I know. <laughs> Crying because he still had told me no. Right. Um, and I called one person that I knew that wouldn't think I was crazy when I told them that I heard the voice of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And we, she had been praying about the same situation. And lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, we got the, the answer that we... Didn't want. Didn't want and didn't expect, didn't think was going to happen, and it did. And I have told her years later, I said, you know, I think the reason why God had to tell me when I was driving home <laughs> that day was because he knew me and knew my heart and knew how strong-willed and strongly I felt yeah. about the situation. And he was preparing me for the no yeah. before it got there. So when it did, I was still disappointed. Yeah. But I wasn't surprised. Well, and I was, I was, I felt seated. I can get through this with you. Yeah. And I'm not happy about it, but we're going to get through this. Well, and you know what? I think that that's part of his goodness is that he, he tells us, um, he tells us things, even when they're no. You know, I remember when my mother was dying, we were praying and praying for her to be healed. And she mm -hmm. saw this light and, I was just convinced, you know, like she's, God's going to heal her. Um, and one day I was sitting there beside her bed and I touched her and I heard audibly as well in my spirit, but I, it was, in it was, spirit, it was yes. so clear. And, and I heard the Lord say, Reba, that's my mom. It's time to go home. And I knew, I thought she was going to die right then. She didn't. Um, it was a few days later, but that was preparation. Yeah, like he was. That's what, I mean, that's what I. He feel. he was preparing me for that because mm -hmm. if I had been like, I'm believing God to heal her, you know, and and she died, I'd have been devastated and everything that 
that he, all the progress that, you know, same thing. He knows me, right? So all the progress that we had made, he'd be like, oh, well, this isn't going to work. So, <laughs> this is going to pull you out of the water. <laughs> this is going to, you know. Um, but when I heard, when I heard that, Reba, it's time to go home, I knew that he was taking her. I knew that he knew her and she knew him. And I knew that it was home, you know. Forever. Forever. It wasn't, Reba, I'm snuffing you out of this world, you know. <laughs> hey, Reba's not going to get what she wants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and then when he when he actually did, when she slipped out of this world into the next, um, he really just pulled back a curtain and just showed me a glorious picture of her leaving this world and going into the next one, into, into home. And it, it's a beautiful picture in my mind, and I've not cried about it awake I mean I've had some dreams where I like ball but in my in my waking like I've not you're like that's not healthy you haven't mourned and I'm like there's no reason to mourn like I miss my mom I do I wish she was here um and that makes me sad that she isn't but how can I be sad <laughs> when I know that she's with God you well, know and here's the, oh, and one other caveat and you'll see her again yeah exactly I mean, and a blink of an eye really in this time. Well, and you and, know, and you'll see her again. And and he gave me the strength. You know, I preached my mother's funeral and my and my dad was sitting in the front row and I said, "And dad, if you need to know Jesus if you ever want to see her again. <laughs> like give your heart to him now or when we put her in the ground, that's it. You will never see her again." Everybody in the funeral home was probably like, "What the heck?" <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, I mean, it's it, it it it's his goodness. He's just so so good. You're describing that after the no, and a lot of things happened. I'm not going into detail of what it was, but you know, it 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 threw it, it everything like throwing a table up uh, it in the area that I lived, and so, uh, but I trusted him it, because he had spoke to me and he had prepared me. I I was like, okay, I'm going to trust you, and a situation happened where I was trying to get a, a teaching job, and this guy said, you know. Basically, you know, come on down, you know, so-and-so, you know, I'll talk to them, come apply at, at my school. This was a superintendent, and he said, now, tell me your name again. <laughs> and, I, and I knew as soon as he asked that, I smiled, but it was more of a smile going, okay, God. And that's George Ann Storm, and he goes, oh, and turned around and walked off because of that situation oh, that was happening yeah. at the time. And I looked up. To the heavens, and I said, "I'm trusting you, God, that you're going to make a way for me to get a job, and it's going to be the right job." Yeah. And because to have that, and it happened more than once, but it had to do with my husband standing up for what was right. Yeah. And having the fallout, and part of that was me getting a job in the school business right. because he stood up and, you know. Um, at a school board meeting and did the right thing. Um, <laughs> silly him. Uh, so, but like I said, and I did, I, I was going, I trust you. You're going to take care of this. Yeah. Well, and, and he did. And, and I had the right place. To yeah. Be, which I mean, means the right place where you and I met. Yes. The greatest place. It, it was. It really was good. God, God moves in crazy ways. Okay. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, Georgian. You'd be filled with all the spirit. Go into the world and have an encounter. I'm ready. And hey, you listeners, you be filled with the Holy Spirit too. And take it out in the world. Go see what God can do 
Figure out who needs a touch from him today. Be the hands and feet of Jesus. See you next time on Kingdom Sisters.